if you are a self-employed person, chances are you've seen the ups and the downs of business. And every once in a while, things happen that just give you a massive kick in the gut. And today's special guest, Derek Campbell, is a entrepreneur and a real estate entrepreneur who at the beginning of COVID, like many of us, found that his primary business got very, very negatively affected by the whole pandemic situation. But instead of just kind of crying in a soup, he took massive action and refocused on real estate investing. And he and his wife had done an amazing job and created a pretty impressive portfolio in a very short period of time. So Derek, zooming in from beautiful Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Derek Campbell, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. Well, tell us a little bit about the Derek Campbell story. You know, business, you, you've been in business for yourself for a long time. You've yep. been poking around with real estate for quite some time and really kind of kicked it in a few years ago. Tell us a little bit about the backstory. Sure. So um, I'm a teacher by profession. I have a master's in education. Um, I left uh, education due to some political stuff. It just sort of, I saw a lot of these kinds of things that, um, you know, taken place a long time ago and decided it was time to exit. Um, started my first business when I was 16 with my mother. Uh, we got into a restaurant together. Um, then a few years later, I, I purchased a uh, convenience store, which I ran for a while. And I, I really love business. It was just a lot of fun. I enjoyed, you know, um, the, like you said, the ups and downs, but um, it was exciting. There was a lot to it. And so um, when I was in my early 20s, I started complaining about the issue of scaling uh, my business. I'd had a couple of different business ventures, um, but the issue of scaling really came. And so I knew that there was a challenge to how much money I could make and that sort of thing, because ultimately staffing was a problem even back then. Um, Which so, was that the convenience store business, or what business was that at that time? Yeah, I had the I had two actually. Still, still was in the restaurant business, oh, okay. um, and and the uh, the um, the convenience store, yeah. and we'd scaled into. We'd actually purchased uh, uh, or started a residential and commercial cleaning business as well. And you know, All I was looking staff to, dependent, very, exactly. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And we were looking to, you know, to grow and I wanted to build a national company. I didn't just want to be, I've always kind of done things, you know, as much as I possibly could. I mean, I never saw the value in, you know, living a, a comfortable life. I just always saw that, you know, you just do it until it just can't be done anymore. And that's, that's sort of just my nature, I guess. And and so I, I was talking to a, a customer of mine in my convenience store who happened to be a realtor. And, um, you know, I was was whining or griping about something. And and, uh, you know, and he said, well, have you considered real estate? And we actually owned we didn't own the building where the restaurant was, but we did in the convenience store. Okay. Uh, um, and so uh, I said, well, I don't really know what you mean by real estate. And so he gave me a book um, called No Money Down for the 90s by Robert G. Allen. Uh, and I think I still got that one somewhere. I still around. do, man. I still I still <laughs> have it. And I read it in one day and I called him up at seven o'clock the next morning and I said, does this really work? And he says, yeah, it does. I said, OK, prove it to me. 
And then in the, in the next 90 days, we closed on a duplex, a triplex, and a single-family house. And I didn't make a heck of a lot of money on it. But what really excited me was the deal. I loved the art of the deal. Yeah. And that so that sort of became a lot of fun. And so in my in my early 20s, from about 22 to 27, I scaled up to 84 doors. Wow. Uh, and and uh, this was sort of at the time when sort of where we're coming to again now, where interest rates were, you know, like Tony Soprano type of rates in the mm-hmm. 20s and that sort of stuff. And so there was a lot of vendor take back. And so I saw tremendous uh, opportunities with, um, you know, with a lot of what uh, what he was talking about in the No Money Down book right. uh, with creative financing and things like that. And then when interest rates dropped, um, I, I had no idea what to do. Like I was like, what's what's my play, right? I had yeah. nothing, you know. And so honestly, I just I left real estate by the roadside and I just carried on in businesses. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of what I did right up until COVID. And my wife and I had been doing really well. Um, and then COVID just knocked us out. Like literally we went from, from making a significant amount of money to almost nothing. Yeah. And, and that just what, scared what, what me. What kind of businesses did you, were you, were you running when COVID hit? Were you still doing no. the restaurant and stuff? Yeah. No, we'd sold those. We were, we were just in the service industry. So we were doing residential and commercial cleaning. Uh, and then my wife, my wife is a, is an accountant, but also um, uh, she is a, an immigration consultant. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so everything just really just ground to a halt, right? Cause most of our businesses most of our customers were in the in the around on the Vancouver Island area they were all in the service sector right right so they just you know everything shut down and and I mean in my arrogance I'd never considered that as a possibility because you know for so many years um it was a recession proof business right well, I mean we, we haven't lived through very many pandemics like this Derek exactly. so yeah that's it was it was exactly. new for everybody that's for sure yeah well yeah was. so so okay, so you got the crap kicked out of you with with the business, like all of your clients and and everybody, and yeah, you've been making really good money. And it sounds like you know you're probably pretty smart, and you put some away. So you guys kind of licked your wounds for a little while, took it easy, and then what what kind of sparked you to get back focused on real estate? Honestly, I was I was looking at what options were still available. Where where was something? Um, still working what part of the the sector in the in the economy was still alive and there was construction which I knew zero about and then there was real estate and I was looking through the paper one day just completely offhandedly and there was a a, a people that had a they had 10 a single family homes they were looking to sell as a portfolio in Regina, Saskatchewan. Hmm. And because we'd gone from working seven days a week to working almost zero, um, I said to my wife, I said, guess what? We're packing up the card. We're going to Regina, Saskatchewan. Hopefully <laughs> not in work? January. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And we looked at all these houses and we eventually, we actually decided not to buy them. But my sister lives in Calgary. And so on our way back, um, I just I was just looking through um 
I was looking through the the um, real estate guide yeah. and I came across a townhouse that was pretty close to where my sister was. I called up the realtor. As luck would have it, the wrong realtor showed up. She showed me the place and, and we didn't make a deal on that, but she called me about five days later and she said, I'm really sorry, we can't make a deal on this one, but I happen to have an eight plex where the seller is willing to carry the financing. Would you be interested in that? <laughs> right back like, at your old wheelhouse, huh? I'm like, duh, hello. <laughs> I, you know, a single townhouse versus an eight plex, it's a no brainer, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we closed the deal on the eight plex. Um, and it just it it reinvigorated something and and in in me that I hadn't had in a long time. And so that was really where it started. Dave was just was right there. and and then I just I just put the, I just I put the put the wheels to the ground and just went. So that was 2020. Yeah, and now we're recording this October 2023. What does the portfolio look like? At this point, Derek, since you restarted, you got reinvigorated with real estate. Yep. So I have we have 43 doors right now, and we just closed on a 16-unit building um, that we'll that we'll take possession of in probably um, mid-November to December. So it'll be like 60 rounds, right around 60 units. So these are all out. Most of them are outside of British Columbia, the province that you live in, outside of Vancouver Island. Correct. Prices are still pretty crazy around there. So. <laughs> Where are most of your properties? Where are most of these? And are they small multifamilies or or what do you what kind of mix is it? Yep, all all small multifamily. The largest we have is 16, will be 16 doors. Um and uh and yeah, they're in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. Those Very are where nice. yeah. All right. So when you had the portfolio back in, when would that have been? Would that have been the, the original Ooh. portfolio of 80 some doors? What years was that, give or take? 90. Yeah, in the 90s. 90, 91, 91, 92, maybe, somewhere yeah. there. All right, so that's a huge gap. Like you you, you almost bet. took 30 years off <laughs> and then got back into it. Yep. What what have you found to be the same and what, if anything, have you found to be different? Yep. The, I would say I'll speak to the to the biggest difference first, Dave, and, and we're you and I are engaging in that process right now, and it is the opportunity to meet people in various levels at very in various cities and provinces and to just be in you know in, in able to collaborate with them and to get information and and just to network together you know one of the things that really hindered me Dave back, back in the day um, was my lack of knowledge and information about where to go for alternative financing. I, I really, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty simple in a lot of ways. And to be honest, the only book I really read at the time was No Money Down for the 90s. And the only strategy I really understood was vendor take back, seller financing, etc., and so the idea of, you know, DSCR loans and CMHC, and I didn't know any of that stuff, you know, and, and that was before the days of mortgage brokers. Mm -hmm. So you had to go to banks, right? Individual banks and credit unions to be able to get financing. And, and I was so naive and so green about it. And so just the access to people on various platforms that have such 
tremendous depth and breadth of knowledge and skills. I mean, I've obtained a PhD in a relatively short period of time just by speaking and networking with great people, you know, and it's so valuable, really. Like, I mean, you know, you you know better than I, but I can pick up a phone and I can I can get in contact with some people in 10 or 15 minutes and learn things that 20 years ago would have taken me. And if I could have gotten it, you know, it would have taken me a lot longer to get right. Yeah. So that oh, I would say that makes sense. Now. I'm curious, logistically, yep. how are you managing your portfolio across three provinces, hundreds, if not thousands of kilometers away from where you live? <laughs> yeah. So um, so in some cases, we have on-site caretakers, which I find tremendously valuable and actually, funny enough, insurance uh, brokers like them too, because they live right there. Yeah. Um, and then if we don't have that, then we have just a property management team that, that manages it, um, you know, sort of as an overall portfolio. Very and so that's cool. how we, that's how we've so done you, it. You lucked out with that first eight plex getting owner financing on that. Man. It sounds to me like you've, you've clued into other options, other ways of, of purchasing properties. Are you starting to raise, I mean, use your own capital, raise capital for down payments? What, what are you doing these days to expand the portfolio? Yeah, once we got past, so that original Aplex is, is a funny story. That orig, that Aplex was actually a townhouse complex that was stratified. Yeah. So the individual, you know, units were all, could all be sold off as, as condos, right? So we when we bought the place, it was making about 90, I think 9,700 bucks a month. We're now just under 16,000. I just refinanced it. It appraised for $2.5 million. We had almost a million dollar lift in that property in three years. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't it's that crazy. a lot better than 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 managing teams of people and cleaning offices and stuff like that? Oh, oh, maybe yeah. you're still doing that. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> my God, how yeah. long it takes to create oh, yeah. that kind of wealth working for yourself versus that's exactly that's exactly it that's exactly Beautiful. it yeah it's, so I, so what i'm hearing is you've been able to refinance that use some of that capital to buy some of the other properties yeah. is that correct yeah some yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, we have we have reached out to a few people we do have some terrific partners uh that have helped us with some financing um for the down payment on stuff uh i have one partner that i've worked with um you know we bought a 12 plex uh together and uh yeah, so I've I've got definitely started the process of oh, um, of, of doing some some small uh, capital raising. So it sounds to me, Derek, like you know, with your other businesses, scaling was a challenge. The bottleneck yep. being people a lot yep. of the time. Yeah. Pandemic, thankfully, kicked the crap out of those businesses. Yeah. Forced you to look somewhere else. Now. Things are going wonderfully and congratulations yep. for that. That is, that is so cool. Um, and now you're seeing how you can scale. So it sounds to me like you're a, a motivated kind of guy that wants to build stuff. So where do you see yourself going with your real estate investing business over the next year or so? Yep. So our next goal is actually to get into the development side of it. 
we've we've looked at some people with we've we've looked at partnering with some people on the project management side of things and uh and that's our next goal is to build um you know to start building small i really like small multifamily we've looked at some some bigger stuff yeah. um and i see a lot of times there's high vacancy rate you know a lot of damage stuff like that so my sort of niche, I think, is really at least at this point, is probably the small multifamily. You know, so something. When you say under, small, what, is, what defines small for you? Probably like maybe eight to twelve units, something like oh, that, yeah. seems to work out nice. Um, and it's it, it, and I think the turnover, just from the numbers that I've seen, seems like the turnover is lower on that end. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's probably going to be our our next play is we're going to look at the development side of stuff. Very cool. Well, Derek, I think you're in a really good position for that for many reasons. Number one, you've got a business head on your shoulders, right? You've been self-employed for a long time, so you understand business. Number two, you've got great breadth of real estate investing experience 30 years ago and now building it back up today, but doing it differently, you know, doing doing it more a little a little bit more along the, the traditional lines without having to focus 100% on, on creative deals. Mm-hmm. And you've really, sounds like you've got the, the management side of things from afar dialed in quite nicely. So yeah, I think with with your connections within the real estate community, but here's a here's a bug I'll put in your ear just, just for you to think about when it comes to bringing on partners and raising capital for these development deals. It's not just the people that you meet in the real estate community, which they're great, but most of them are trying to do the same thing, which is find investors, raise capital and do their own deals, right? But the connections that you and your wife have made over the decades in business, Mm -hmm. if you go to those people and show them what's possible through real estate, a lot of them would like to go on that ride with you and go along on that journey without having to do the work themselves. They just rather have you do that. So the bug I want to put in your, in your ear is consider getting the word out to your past customers, clients, business associates, et cetera, about what you're up to with real estate. I think there's, when we work with clients, we typically find there is millions of dollars of capital available to you within that sphere. So that's what I would suggest, my friend. Awesome. Derek, this has been great. You guys have done an amazing thing in a short period of time. If people would like to connect with you and find out more, what should they do? Uh, Reach out to me on Facebook. You can reach out to uh, just my name, Derek Campbell. um, And I also have a Facebook page called my my wife. My wife's name is Dina. So uh, our company is called D Squared. Cashflow Innovations. It's just a, a math thing. I guess my wife likes math. So <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Well, thanks very much for being on the show. It's been great. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate your time and, and everything. It's awesome. All right, everybody. Take care. Talk to you on the next episode.